Throughout your time spent playing Fallout 4, you're bound to use chems at some point to give yourself the edge over your opponent for a brief moment, and you've more than likely experienced a chem addiction, which can be frustrating because of the negative aspects of going through withdrawal. But what if you wanted to experience all the pain? Can you beat Fallout 4 while addicted to every chem in the game? Because every special stat would be affected when experiencing withdrawal from dozens of different substances at once, I named myself Doug the Drug Slug, set every special stat to 4, and raced to the vault. Now that the end of the world is upon us, I can explain a little about this run. The thing is, there's no real way to do it without console commands. The point is to be addicted to everything for the entire duration of the game. You could scavenge the world for chems and alcohol, but how are you gonna get them? If you find the location, you'll get experience, but intelligence determines the number of experience points you'll get from doing anything, and intelligence would be affected by the addiction. You'd be getting too many experience points, and that applies to the rest of the game as well. Endurance for taking damage, agility for sprinting, I could go on and on. For that reason, and because adding the addiction via a console command doesn't work properly, I know I tried, I went with the foolproof option that involves cheating. After escaping Vault 111, without attacking any red roaches, I'll get to why in a minute, I used a console command to give myself 100 of every chem that gives a different addiction. Including all the various types of alcohol, there are at least 25 different chems in Fallout 4. But there are only 12 kinds of addictions you can get. Jet, Ultra Jet, and Jet Fuel all give you the same jet addiction. There's no reason to use all of them. So I went through every chem, used enough of them to become addicted to them all. The amount varied from chem to chem. I drank all the vodka to be as true to life as possible. Then, because I'm a f***ing maniac, I used the rest of all the chems as well. No real reason to, it was a waste of time but I still clicked the mouse button at least 1,000 times just to say that I used them all, except for Jet. Then, to remove all the benefits of the chems, such as increased strength from buff out, I used another console command to speed up the game until all the good parts of the chems had been drained from my orifices. After becoming addicted to everything in the game, with special stats of 4, these are the negative side effects I'm dealing with. Special stats are at 1 or 2, which really sucks, but the big f***ing problem is the minus 20 damage resistance. Now, here's where shit's gonna get crazy. I didn't think this idea was interesting enough on its own, which is why I added another challenge on top of the addiction thing. I thought for a while about what to do. Maybe only use a gamma gun, intelligence being so low, would lock you out of the perks that increase radiation damage. Or maybe the Broadsider, a portable cannon would be fun. In the end, I went with, uh, not a great option. Some of you are gonna hate me for this. Creation Club, weapons and armor only. Yeah, that's what I did. Now, of course, to get a lot of those items, you've gotta break out your parents' credit card and spend $40. Then, you become irrationally frustrated when you see that almost everything is obtained by completing a quest. I, because I'm stupid and didn't read anything before blindly making a purchase, assumed it would be like the DLC weapons in New Vegas. You'd start with them. Nope. You do at least start with the Doom Marine armor, which is stupidly strong for someone at level 1. And because of that, I cranked the difficulty up to very hard. 
and set off for Fensway Station to track down what remains of Wally Mack. This quest would net me a classic 10mm pistol, a Tuttle Snakes outfit, and a legendary 10mm pistol. That is, if you can get into the station without being Nagasaki'd by a green suicidal monster or torn apart by bullets fired from their friends. Turns out that even the Doom armor isn't enough to offset the issues, stemming from endurance being at 1, damage resistance being around the same level as my IQ, and the game being set to very hard. But I was determined, like an uncomfortable social situation, if I can't handle the topic, I will just run away. Remember what I said about the Creation Club weapons only? Well, that idea didn't last for as long as I would have liked. I had to kill countless flies and ghouls inside the Fensway station to go deeper to find Wally Mac. I say had, but looking back, I could have just ran past them until I found a classic 10mm pistol. There are a few of them out and about, but I didn't do that. I would use what I had on me to complete the quest. Then I found a classic 10mm pistol and used it. Now completing the quest, holy god mother what a nightmare that was. Wally Mack might have been the toughest thing I've ever faced in a Fallout game since William Black in the Nuka World video. The classic 10mm pistol that did 28 damage per shot did fucking nothing against Wally. And he was so powerful that he killed me in one hit when I had like 40% of my health left. And then I saw he could open doors, which crushed my idea of doing the world's greatest knock-knock joke where I opened the door and blast his f***ing skull with a shotgun. Even after I became a giant dusty p***y by setting the difficulty to very easy, Wally Mac was still, by no stretch of the imagination, a pushover. But upon dying, he dropped Ultimatum, a unique, classic 10mm pistol that does 50 points of radiation damage, on top of the 28 damage from the bullet part of the bullet. Finally, I had some proper weapons and armor, and the real Fallout 4 could begin. I set the game to normal. The pony had left the station, I don't think I used that right, and spent like 15 theoretical minutes thinking of what to do next. I figured the safest course of action was to head to the closest Creation Club quest, which happened to be the one offering a triplet set of alien weapons. I got distracted by helping out Paladin Dance defend his daddy's land and expunging a brainwashed stain on the community. Did you notice what I did there? I used a missile launcher. Never mind where I got it, I killed a weirdo for it. The missile launcher isn't a Creation Club weapon, so why'd I use it? I actually don't know. Let me just say it this way. I wasn't exactly all there in the head when I started this. And it wasn't alcohol, if that tells you anything. I was more absorbed into the screen than I would have been otherwise, and that clouded my vision. Not long after spending multiple lives and limbs on this one Raider survivalist. Hold on, wait. I typed out a part about how after killing Wally, I left to find an alien crash site, and spent like four lives on this group of traitors that I mistook for raiders. I remember typing it because I said something about how I found the aliens in the field spray painting profanities on the side of cows. I'm not rewriting this part of the video just to work that in naturally. I'm too confused about what just happened in post playthrough real life. After that mishap with occultists, I decided to ignore the creation club only part of this challenge. I pretty much wasted $40 on Bethesda bucks to buy things I would never in a million years purchase without doing it as some part of a challenge. I wanted another Creation Club item to make it somewhat worth it, so I entered Hubris Comics next, and this was the closest Fallout 4 has ever come to being a survival horror game. At least a dozen feral ghouls that do staggering amounts of damage and only about 20 shotgun shells left. Time consuming and stressful as all hell, but I at least got to relieve some stress 
I'm this legendary ghoul, whose kneecaps I stored some buckshot in. From there, I realized that the quest wasn't over, and the effort on my part wouldn't be worth it for the Skyrim sword and helmet I'd get from it. So I left the comic shop, arrived in Diamond City, broke down some garbage back at home to upgrade my weapons a bit, used the alien blaster to eradicate a family of gunners, and got the mother of all armors, the, uh, large eastern hemisphere country prominent in the Fallout universe, stealth armor. See, I didn't say it. Mickey, please put the gun down. With the armor that let me become Danny Phantom upon crouching, I returned to Sanctuary to power level myself a bit by again creating the World Defenses, bought items from Arturo, and ventured out to the Gunner's Plaza to get my hands on one more weapon, a real deal Gauss rifle, and to put the stealth armor to the test. It's pretty good, it's certainly no replacement for a stealth boy, but it's solid as actual armor and does help you remain hidden a bit provided you're far enough away from whatever's trying to turn your head into a stepped-on jelly donut. With the latest addition to my collection, I was ready to get the location of Nick Valentine from Ellie and Diamond City School for disheveled synths, enter Park Street Station, and lay waste to the Triggerman inside. Thanks to a few perks I'd obtained as a parting gift from the fences, I was now finding more ammo in containers, and pistols did 40% more damage, which, along with a difficulty setting of probably normal, made the Triggermen a threat if they landed their shots on you, but very dead if you kill them first. Dino died, Nick was rescued, more Triggermen were killed, and I used Jet and Psycho to get the upper hand on Skinny Malone and his on-fire friends. The big upside to being addicted to everything is that you can use drugs without consequence. After the positive effects wear off, you're just back where you started. The stealth suit and this being a Bethesda game made it easy to pick the key to Kellogg's house out of the mayor find more clues, show them to Blue, and be off to Fort Hagen. The synths inside were more of a threat than they usually are. You can't just ignore them for a second while you loot a body or anything like that. The Striders especially had to be dealt with carefully and with a big f***ing gun. As for Kellogg, I wasn't taking any chances. I laid down half a dozen of my explosive babies to sacrifice, bopped Kellogg on the noodle with a bullet, put his synths to sleep, got the sentient worm crawling around in the McDonald's play place inside his head, entered his memories for myself, and began heading for Virgil in the glowing sea. The minus 20 damage resistance showed itself once more with the bloatflies that harassed me in Radiation Land. But on the plus side, the quest to get the BFG 9000 is on the way to your objective. I blasted Mercy with a triple charged Gauss rifle shot, obtained the BFG, and tested it on a Deathclaw. I guess the fat man being better makes sense. Bethesda wouldn't want to suggest that something from an outside universe is better than something that exists in Fallout, but this is f***ing bullshit. The BFG can kill any non-boss demon in Doom with a single shot. The fat man is a cap gun by comparison. Rant aside, Virgil instructed me to track down a courser in green tech geriatrics. The gunners inside were even worse than the synths. A pair of gunners is more than enough to overpower you to the point of unconsciousness. This is a kid's game. Nobody dies. That guy's head is fine. On the courser, I noticed that the BFG does have a significant advantage over the fat man. You can fire it much faster, even if it does take up like a third of your screen when you fire it. Dr. Amari was unable to decode the courser chip, told me to track down the railroad, I tracked them down alright, then I exterminated them. My charisma skill was far too low to pass the check, and I didn't feel like doing the switchboard quest. So I just killed them all, and decoded the chip myself. 
Virgil scribbled his autograph down on a bedsheet for me, and I entered Concord to rescue Preston and his stupid friends. I waited to do this now for a very specific reason. I forgot about it. I was gonna do it earlier, but I got caught up in other things. But that actually worked out in my favor. For one thing, the Raiders inside are the weakest and most pathetic group of wannabe murderers you'll find anywhere outside of my apartment. The second thing is that the Brotherhood of Steel have long since arrived in the Commonwealth, and Concord is one of the places they'll patrol. There are two Brotherhood Knights and a handful of lower-level peasants out and about, ready to take on the Deathclaw. I couldn't grab the minigun, though, even with the power armor. I've never been that weak and flaccid in my life. Kinda embarrassing. It's a shame I've got some amount of self-respect and won't promote so-called medicine from quack doctors for a few thousand dollars. This was the perfect opportunity to segue into an ad. Back in Sanctuary, I emptied my pockets of room-temperature tomatoes. Those have been in there since, like, that Kamiwacker video. If there's anything I'm willing to feed to Mama Murphy, it's a years-old ball of mold. I went ahead and cleared out Corvega Assembly Plant for a settlement to get the Minutemen to build the transporter. The Brotherhood would require me to go to Arcjet and wipe out the Super Mutants at Fort Strong before they help me and the Railroad are dead, as they should be. Before too long, I was inside the Institute, and something weird happened. At some point in my previous adventures, I turned myself into a woman, which would explain the feminine frame, but I just attributed that to the armor. If you're wondering how I didn't hear the womanly moans as bullets ripped through her body on multiple occasions, it's because I couldn't hear anything from this game. I was listening to other things, mainly YouTubers complaining about other YouTubers being upset at one reviewer disagreeing with one other about one little detail of The Last of Us 2. What they were upset about specifically is that this logo on the official Naughty Dog Twitter is not centered properly. The word the should be to the left. For once, I agree with the gamers on this one. This is lazy game design at its worst. You just don't see this kind of amateurish garbage in Meow Motors. Back in the game, I decided to side with the Institute. The Brotherhood are boring, and the Minutemen, I don't remember who I sided with last time, but I think it was them and the railroad are still dead. In the middle of meeting with various Institute leaders, I snagged Virgil's serum. After leaving a wall of triggered explosives for the Assaultron guarding the thing, returned it to Virgil, met up with X688 to secure the rogue synth at Libertalia. Aside from the two times I got close-range power f by a fat man, it wasn't anything extraordinarily difficult. The next task was to intercept a third of a baker's dozen of synths being held for relocation beneath Bunker Hill. This is probably the kind of gameplay- Shut up, fucking bird! This is probably the kind of gameplay the average gamer would be after in Fallout 4. At least with my handgun. Railroad heavies take a considerable amount of bullets to kill, and they can send your mind into the nether if you're not careful. The BFG-9000 turned out to be the kind of super-powered energy weapon you shouldn't play with in the house unless you want to vaporize all your siblings. The synths were safely decommissioned for a brutal reprogramming as punishment for escaping the life that was forced upon them by people playing God. I handled all the remaining forces outside who were playing possum, met Father on the rooftop of CIT Ruins, attended the directorate meeting. He announced that he is finally dying, and mass fusion began. Then, I accidentally killed myself and had to sit through the meeting again. My bemusement was expressed in-game. Allie and I teleported to Mass Fusion, and I hated everything about this. If I wasn't so damn stubborn, I'd have knocked the difficulty back down to normal from hard. 
but I was determined to do this right. The Brotherhood Knights live up to the impressiveness of their name. It took the combination of a BFG and an alien automatizer to bring down one. Even the scribe initiates and aspirants were nothing to sneeze at as loudly as you possibly can. Had it not been for the stealth boys and the stealth armor I had, I wouldn't have been able to get through this quest on hard while still being addicted to everything in the game. That was probably fine. The trio of Brotherhood soldiers attacking you as soon as the elevator stops plummeting are easily capable of killing you in a matter of seconds. They're so powerful that the act of running from a doorway to the elevator is enough time for them to kill you from across the room. Stim packs didn't heal enough at this point in the game. Luckily, I had a few Nuka-Cola Quantum that heal 400 hit points each. Chug one, and your entire body will be so numb that you can withstand some pain for a few seconds while it heals you. As for the robots in the lab, I planned for them as best I could. I left both a cryo mine and a fragmentation mine on the porch of each Assaultron, retrieved the beryllium agitator, and used the BFG to quickly drain most of the health from the sentry bot before finishing it off with the ultimatum. The Assaultrons lost about one-third of their health from the mines and were capable of withstanding multiple shots from the BFG, just like their robotic wheelchair elephant man cousin did moments ago. The Goss rifle triple shot, some luck, and hiding behind an object to block their path carried me through the battle. I returned to Father, stocked up on charisma-enhancing clothing from Diamond City, lured the gunners outside the house to the nearby robot farm and let them fight it out. The gunners, unsurprisingly, came out on top. I dispatched of them, convinced the lunatic locked in the bathroom to join the Institute, sent my final warning to Big Bird to stop f***ing with my deliveries, installed the thing in the radiation thing, met with the directorate, and the end of the line began. Actually, it just finished. But the end of the game is beginning. The assault on the Brotherhood of Steel's airport is at hand. Before that, I had a few stops to make. The first was at Sanctuary, to add a suppressor to my 10mm pistol, and a better receiver to the sniper rifle I hadn't used, because it doesn't have three perks that make it do 60% more damage like the ultimatum does. Then I went ahead and checked back on Virgil, to whom I'd given the serum some time ago thinking he would reward me with a gun, because he does, but only if you kill him or steal it. I didn't do that. Instead, I returned to the airport via fast travel, was annihilated in record time, traveled to a nearby location instead, pressed sneakily towards the airport, and managed to go from hidden and invisible to detected and in danger in a matter of seconds. Let me tell you, this was horrible. The game setting and firepower of the Brotherhood made a frontal assault a pipe dream. Even a fat man didn't kill the Brotherhood Knight in one shot, which was unfortunate as it was my last nuke. I had to use a stealth boy to sneak around the outskirts of the building, approach the base under their noses, then run for my life inside the airport and quickly deal with the soldiers inside. I chucked a grenade at one of the generators, had to use another Nuka-Cola Quantum to survive the run to the elevator, to reach and destroy the second generator, took out the third with a rifle, and retreated towards Liberty Prime. All three synth relay grenades were deployed at once and I got instantly killed by a night cripple, then lost progress from a lack of saving. And, despite all the patience in the smallest world possible, I set the difficulty to normal. All the nights and other nonsense were just too much for me to handle. I didn't want to deal with it. The synths did their job and protected me and the virus while it injected itself into Liberty Prime. Ingram was sent to the wheelchair-accessible apartment complex in the sky. I used every high-powered weapon at my disposal to rain down hell from the sky on all the Brotherhood forces attempting to stop me. 
switched over to the missile launcher for convenience not long later. The virus successfully hijacked Liberty Prime. In my blind firing of explosive weapons, I took out one too many synths, and they all became hostile. I got teleported to safety, watched the blimp crash into the airport, watched my beautiful father die, and I beat Fallout 4 while addicted to every chem in the game. If you enjoyed the video or learned anything, leave a like. Leave a dislike if you didn't enjoy the video or didn't learn anything. Thanks to the Champion Tier supporters as well as other channel members for making videos like this one possible. Join the Mitten Squad Discord server through a link in the video description. Follow me on Twitter at Mitten Squad. My name is Paul of Mitten Squad. Have a wonderful day.